Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face mask and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Kay Muse. And I'm Kay Drama Jen. Don't forget to come join us on Discord. We have so many great discussions about various dramas and movies. So today you might notice this is not our usual time that we release our podcasts, uh, but... K-drama Jen's real life job has recently changed to where she now has random hours and some sometimes <laughs> record on random moments in the week with me. And we're the ones that have no impulse control. So when we start a drama <laughs> and we want to talk about it, we're like, yes, let's record a podcast in the random middle of the day on a Thursday and release it whenever because we have no set time for this to be released because it doesn't work into our schedule at all (laughs) but it's just such a good drama and it's like it's really capturing our attention so we have to talk about it it is i i foresee that you might randomly get more just random podcasts in whenever uh from the two of us because that's kind of how we roll it's just Mm. before your uh, your career uh, impeded that because you were very busy you're still busy but at different times that's right so, I'm doing a lot more travel and things so um, yeah so, so it's just I different random... times of yeah of moments you have moments of that you can be like I have a free moment let's pop in a podcast and also <laughs> so. like I download shows to watch like on the plane or in the you know in the airport and so um so I actually I'm able to binge more than I was. So, um, yeah, yeah, so so that's what happened. It's a little crazy. It is, is less normal than it has been. So you're gonna, I don't know. You might even get some podcasts during our hiatus because I'm not sure you and I can go for a whole month without commenting on stuff. Well, and here's the thing, like we don't have to, we could just call each other and talk, but we this have is a so podcast. much more fun. So, yeah. yeah, let's just talk about what we're watching. And and I'm sure there's people out there that are either they are watching the same thing or they haven't yet discovered the Mokjong amazingness of this drama, which you're going to give us the title and synopsis in just a second. Yeah. Well, and we've lucked out that we found each other because we get so many people that join us in our Patreon that are looking for a community because they don't have those people to chat dramas with so yeah so but without further ado i can't believe this is the show that has well i mean there's tons of shows but this one is the one that hooked us this week it's called perfect marriage revenge and it is as follows here's the synopsis han yiju is a painter who is adopted by han jing wang wung and yi jung hai her father runs Henwool Financial Group, yet Hen Yiju is not loved by her parents or her younger sister, Hen Yura. She was always isolated from her family, and now Hen Yiju is married to Jung Se Hyuk. She learns that her husband loves her sister, Yura, and not her. On that same day, Yiju gets into a car accident and dies. So, you would think, oh, where is it going from here? But there's more. <laughs> But when Yiju wakes up, she finds herself back in time when she was engaged to Sehyuk. To change her fate and take revenge on her family, she breaks off her engagement. 
She then approaches Seoduguk, whom her younger sister, Yura, wants to marry. Doguk is the grandson of Taja's group's founder. He's smart, handsome, and Yiju wants to en- yeah. Yiju wants to enter into a contract marriage with him, and he willingly accepts, but he wants the contract marriage to become a real marriage. I don't know if we're really there yet, but well, I don't know if I've walked watched up to the point where I really see that he wants it to be real, but Maybe there's some I, feelings. I think that he knows her in some other way, just from his reaction mm. when she comes to um, proposition him, because he had that reaction. Yeah, he liked I her think, immediately. I think he knows her from somewhere else, and maybe she's oh. his secret first love or something. I'm just saying. This and is again, young enough that definitely that could be. The this case. is just like conjecture this has not happened so it's not a spoiler it's conjecture and we might do a lot of that because um yeah yeah but we're going to try to remain mostly spoiler free for the good chunk of this because what we want you to do by listening to this podcast is go start watching it because we need all of the the support in this journey this is definitely one that you want to watch while it's airing with people because yeah. it's so much fun to chat and so that's why we're like ah we can't wait till january when the show is over we need to share the love now so yes. that is uh, what we're doing sung hoon is the male lead in this and he's really swoony like super super swoony he is and I think mm. it works with him because sometimes if he's like cast with really strong actors, he kind of, you can kind of see some of the, the greenness. Greenness. Yeah. He, and he's not green. It's just he has an acting style that requires the cert- certain character <laughs> and a certain drama. And it works. But sometimes if you have really stellar actors surrounding him, he gets overshown and he's just a pretty face. But this show is working. It's all like everyone's kind of the same level. And yeah. so it totally is working. <laughs> so why did we working start this me? drama? Okay. Well, so I started this drama like when it first came out. I was traveling and I was kind of just looking for something different. So um, I just clicked on it. The funny thing is that um, Amber for the last number of days has been like trying to get me to watch this. And I just haven't mentioned that I started it the day it came out. Um, so I started. She was pulling a carry. I was. <laughs> the Mokte always does this. <laughs> yeah. Because she enjoys. And it actually was kind of fun because he's like, and then, um, we should mention drama geek is also watching this so we yeah um so I, I had to watching... nag her into it though that was okay. a an ep- epic nag and finally she's like oh i'm sick whatever i'll watch it and now she's totally hooked <laughs> yeah she's very vocal about it very um definitely so um yeah so i started watching it just actually randomly um but i was like okay this is interesting how about you I watched it because I actually started the webtoon it's based on, and it's called uh, The Essence of a Perfect Marriage, I believe, was the webtoon. 
And I didn't get too far. I got to about far enough in where she had restarted living again and she um, propositioned the main lead to ditch uh, the sister and get married. So I had gotten that far. I love webtoons just with my insane schedule of dramas and reading novels and everything. I can't fit them in. And it was back when it had just started coming out and I just couldn't follow it weekly. Uh, so I wasn't able to finish that. I might go back and finish it at some point. But so, yeah, so I really enjoyed this setup, that whole second chance to fix everything that went wrong. Yeah. And Can we talk about that for a second? Because it feels like this year there are so many dramas that have this similar kind of like um, approach where like there's something that happens and then they get to go back and fix it. Or maybe it's not just this year. Maybe it's in the last couple of years. But yeah, it's, it's about almost... the last year and a half. It's yeah. like the whole back to the future kind of thing. Right. Because so yeah. we have it. We have it in um, the sparkling watermelon. We had it in the uh perfect stranger um show like it's kind of like time travel but in this case not exactly but yeah um, oh the cunning palace oh yeah and cunning palace that one as well right where she's (laughs) like um yeah so anyway so there's a lot of dramas right now and i'm loving all of them using this trope and i yeah like, so I kind of like this idea that she's going to kind of get a second chance. Um, and it comes at a time where, like, boy, this is somebody who really needs that second chance. She was so sweet and kind and just totally got taken advantage of. And so, like, this has all the ingredients that I love. Well, that we love, right? Because it's a yeah. revenge drama. Um, but, like, she's a good person. But now she's going to go back. And she's going to be bad donkey because, darn it, they were awful to her. So I love it. And she's not even necessarily, with the exception of stealing her sister's boyfriend or the guy that her sister wants to marry. She's not being super, like, I'm going to kill you revengey. She's like, I'm going to stand up for myself and you are not going to take advantage of me. That's That's the kind of revenge that she's going for. Right. Because uh, her. Yeah, we should clarify since we do yeah. usually go for the one where they go back in time and like kill everybody. Um, we also like those, <laughs> but in this case, <laughs> or set everybody up for like to be burned this to the one, ground. She's in some way. much more just standing up for herself because she saw how she was being abused and taken advantage of, and she's not having any of it now. So, right. like with her husband, with her stepmother. Like, we won't go into what her stepmother does, but oh my, or adopted mother. It's not even a stepmother, but it has stepmother yeah. vibes. Oh, she um, totally has stepmother vibes. Like, I yeah. I suspect we've got a stepmother kind of situation, but. Possibly, yeah. We'll see. We'll so, see. So, yeah. So, things are freaking going crazy. <laughs> and and she's just all like, wakes up. She's like, nope, nope, we're doing this differently slitting up my dress and i am off to the races (laughs) that was so awesome it was really good so she's like trying on wedding gowns and and that's um, what the moment in time that she gets put back in her body yeah is and so she's like "Uh uh-uh not doing this 
And so she walks out, she breaks up with the guy, smacks him on the head with her bouquet that they handed her for her, you know, to try out the gown and off we go. Um, her, oh, I loved her it. Her husband has one expression. Yes. <laughs> like, Blood. Sorry, we will go into some of it. Um, so one of the things I love about this is it's very old school storytelling. This yes. is the exact what we used to watch with the 90 episode, like almost like the dailies where it was a 30 minute. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it feels like an old daily drama where you have the families, you have all the mokshong. And it's nuts. But instead of having 90 episodes, they're squishing it all into 12. And I'm loving it. It feels like so much has happened and it's only been four episodes. That's what's crazy. So, right. So at the point where we're recording this, we've only seen four episodes. But I feel like, first of all, they immediately had chemistry. And we're going to talk about that shortly. Um, so there's like really great chemistry. But yeah. also, like, it's fun. Like, I'm just really enjoying it because, like, you're like, ooh, wow, I can't believe they did that. Ooh, I can't believe she did that. Ooh. So. Exactly. Yes. Um, and you were talking about that old school storytelling. Like, so I'm sure you'll talk about cinematography as well. But um, Drama Geek suggested that you could definitely play some kind of a drinking game or something with this with the number of wrist grabs. Um, and I, I saw that comment and then I started really looking at it. Like, even when they hold hands, it's still a wrist grab. Like he holds oh, yeah. the wrist. And I have to admit being like a seasoned drama watcher, I kind of missed the wrist grab. It just gives <laughs> you that like vibe of like, Ooh, things are happening, even though nothing's happening. That's true. And you know, it's weird because now modern dramas tend to not use it. I think because- at all. Right, yeah. because unless it's the bad guy, you know, or like the the one who, like, it kind of is a signal now that it's like the second lead who turns out to be bad or whatever. Like, they tend to do the wrist grabbing, but yeah, it used to be that your male lead was going to be the wrist grabber, um, and, and we got that, that was like, our skinship. Yeah, yeah. So well, I am. I really am enjoying it. Well, and I also want to say this is very much a simple cinematography. Uh, that's, uh, I'm assuming it's somewhat low budget. Uh, it has a bunch of actors that I recognize, but with the exception of Sung Hoon, none of them are really like well-known leads. Um, the All of the locations are very basic apartment, basic house, you know. Uh, there's yeah. no big scenes that require intricate cinematography, I guess, is a way of saying it. So it is going to be very much a crazy plot twist kind of show. So that's what's moving it, not the sweeping cinematography. And so just be prepared for that. It doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means they're on a budget. They're putting their money elsewhere. I don't ever notice stuff like that, so I'm good. But um, but the whole Mokjong kind of crazy, like you've got, you know, the sister who's plotting against, so the younger sister's mad because she now stole her um, her 
her man. Um, although right, we, ten minutes we, we looked, before, yeah. it was epic. <laughs> yeah. That actually, when we t- if we talk favorite scenes at some point, that I loved. Um, yeah. So, but we'll talk about that if we yeah. have a chance. But I will say that, um, though, yes, when she goes, but when our female lead, uh, Han Iju, when she goes back in time or whatever it is, go, has her second chance, she does steal her sister's, the man that her sister has her eye on. But at this point in time, they're not like engaged or anything. They just had um, like a blind date. So, and it's um, not like a love no connection. it's more of a forced yeah. arranged marriage so don't be like oh how rude <laughs> but right. no yeah there's no nope. love happening so i mean i think that um so you have that kind of thing where the sister's angry at eju so that was Yura. and also we know because we've we've seen like what it was like in the first timeline she is not a nice person. She's really like all of Iju's family is just like awful for the most part. And so um, no love loss. It's fine. It's but when we go back in time, oh my gosh, crazy, crazy. Um, so it has, it feels like you said, like a daily drama back in the day. Um, you have your like the evil, like whatever she is, uh, adoptive mother, although I, she feels more like a step mother the way she acts and the ex-husbands and you know like um plotting and so on and so drama geek wanted to be sure to share that it feels like the kind of thing where you're going to get a kimchi slap um at any moment because it's got that vibe super fun though really really fun yeah i I just love how there are so many people that you can root against yeah and you're like Oh, you did that? You're pure evil. There's no redeeming you. Down with you. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, you don't feel bad that, like, because you know that some of them are going to get their comeuppance, and you don't feel bad because you're like, oh, no, 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 no. You are not a good person. Um, her mother is just horrible. And that, that it feels like old school, horrible, like mother-in-law, mother, stepmother kind of vibe. Yeah, we um, don't get the evil mother-in-law dash stepmother as much anymore. Man, those were the days where you would just be like, she tried to abort her baby because she wants her son to divorce her because their marriage was never officially recorded. What? Do you yes. remember those days? Oh, I remember 100%. And just yeah. We rarely get that. I mean, we sometimes get like someone who's like, I'm better than you. You're trash. I'm going to like just look down upon you. But you don't get those extreme like a boys over flower kind of mom. Yeah. You know, I'm going to destroy your entire livelihood and, you know, knock down your house and stomp on the ashes. Well, actually, I'll have my underling go stomp on your ashes because I'm too good (laughs) for that. (laughs) Yes. So anyway, that's the that's what kind of drama this is, and it's but it's got kind of a modern feel as well. It um, does, and so like, it's a good it's a good combination for me. I feel like this goes into the next comment: uh, the Swoony couple chemistry. Oh yeah, the couple feels very modern. That's exactly like, right. What was the end of episode one or two? They're already like having kisses. 
Because yeah. back in the day, you would have to wait until like episode 40 before yeah. the leads would start making out. But no, we got like really swoony kisses already. And he's already looking at her all, all like, hmm, yeah. we should make this a real marriage kind of like, you know, and she's the one complaint is she definitely seems way too naive to have already been married because <laughs> you right. know usually women who have gotten married have had sex before and she seems <laughs> to be really rocking that virginal this is all new experiences but when, maybe with her husband it is because he's oh kind gosh, of you're right because when she goes back worst. in time like she would have still she would, she have, would still have her memories of yes you know. of having been married and so yeah um but she does act very although maybe what's new to her is that like she's being she's trying to per, have this persona of being like very take charge and, um, and it's not like kissing a fish right <laughs> her her husband has that it looks like he's dreaming of england or you know yeah. her sister well, obviously, yes. So her husband is in love with her sister. Um, yes, and that's that's what we discover in the you know that first episode. So you're like, oh, he married her to be close to her sister. That's messed up. Yeah, so, and then he's divorcing her because he thinks he might have a shot or something. I don't know what's happening. It's, but yeah. Oh gosh, so she finds was, out she has the worst day ever. So thank it really she was gets a, a bad, redo. bad day. Um. The skinship is really good. I mean, even from the very beginning, in the very first episode, even when in the first timeline, the um, Sodokuk, so someone's character, he takes a step forward and he like has that like intimidating, like lean. Um, and I was like, ooh, I hope she ends up with him. I mean, I remember being like, oh, he's a jerk, but I could see, you could feel it. There was tension there. And then when you go back and like you see them in the um, the other timeline together, I, I find them very swoony. Like, and they're already like she's living. So we're in episode four, and she ends up. Oh, we probably can we say this, but anyway. All right, there's cohabitation hijinks as one of the tropes. Yeah, we won't say specifics, but all right. What do you think of the plot pacing so far? I'm loving that it's so fast because that's one of the things as addictive as they are, it's hard to commit 90 to 120 episodes, even if it's only 30 minutes. It's hard to commit that much time to a show, especially with my scheduling right now. So the fact that they cut out all the filler fluff and just like condensed it all into this high octane mokjong fest of a drama is a lot of fun. I wouldn't want it all the time, but I'm enjoying this. And so. I'm like, is it because I'm like in this space right now where like it just is meeting my needs? Like, or is it like, I don't know. So our listeners will have to try it out and see if they agree with us. But it's, it's, I don't know how to describe it, but I'm really like I, two new episodes should be coming out this weekend and I'm looking forward to it. Um I, I will wanted to just binge it. And I was a little like, I'm like, oh, I should have waited. But 
I will say that it is one of our more active discussion groups on uh, our Discord right now. Right. So, which is another reason we are like, oh, we should like talk about this because obviously quite a few people on Discord are really loving this show. So that means there's probably tons of more people out there. And it's kind of snuck in between a lot of the more larger cast, the fancier dramas, you know, so people might miss it because it just snuck into Vicky. And so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I agree with you on the plot pacing. Like we said, it feels like a daily drama, but smushed together so that it it moves quickly. Um, And a ton has happened in four episodes. And there's only 12, so um, we're going to have two more this weekend. And I don't know, by the time this podcast comes out, because we don't even know when we're releasing it, um, (laughs) it might already be out. But I can tell you right now, it's moving along really quickly, and I love it. Yep. So what characters are making us keep watching? And of course, we have our lead couple. I mean, they're so Swinny. I would say they're the number one for me. But I'm loving... The constant like digs with the stepsister and the stepsister keep losing what she wants. Yes. And it's so satisfying to watch her be like, I don't know why. He's mine. Yes. She thought they'd have pretty kids and she'd right. be rich. It's just so satisfying. It is. And I mean, that was really her only like. Oh, and she's so jealous because for whatever reason, she feels superior to her sister. Um, and so the she is, Ijun is, um, Iju is adopted from like an orphanage. Um, Drama Geek and I have our theories about like this because it just feels like it's not a typical like, oh, we went to the orphanage and picked out a baby or kid. Um, it, it, it feels like there's more to this. But anyway. But yes, she's very entitled, the sister. And so every time that, you know, her world doesn't quite go the way that she thinks it should, it's kind of satisfying. For me, though, um, I'm loving the, the relationship with, um, so Doguk, so Doguk has um, a mom and a grandmother. And I and love sister. both of them. And the a sister. pretty awesome, too. So his family, right? Now you sort of are being introduced to them here and there. And at first you're like, I don't know if, you know, but I'm sure they're going to rally around each you and they kind of already are. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing that and how, because her own mother is so awful um, and really her dad too. Like he's just, he's not as cruel, but he is, um, manipulative and dismissive and so on yeah um so i'm i'm really liking uh sort of gook's family with the exception of his brother who i think is just awful and (laughs) you know it's typical mock john right he had an accident when he was young i'm sure he blames it on uh so gook it probably wasn't really so gook's fault um but we'll see as things go on yeah so No, I love his family. And that is one of the big differences from what we usually get. Because usually we get like both families are pretty, eh, especially the girl wanting to marry into the family and all of that. But uh, it's really fun watching the mom try to be like, what? What's going on? 
Like, why am I supporting her? Wow, her family sucks, <laughs> you know? Yes, yes. Well, and so, she has the added piece that she actually has kind of like in-laws. I mean, in the first timeline, they were real in-laws. And in this timeline, they were future in-laws. Um, and so like, and they're awful too. Her future husband, you know, her first husband's yeah. family, awful. Yeah. So just so much fun. I love it. And now we're going to do some spoilers because we were like, oh, we can't just not have any spoilers. So we're going to talk about our both of our top three. What the heck reveals or moments that stuck out so far? Keep in mind, we're only four episodes in and I had to like whittle it down. But I will let you go first. Okay, my very, very favorite scene is when. She basically goes to proposition Sodoguk. Okay, everyone, this is spoilers, just so you know. So oh, stop. Yeah. Don't listen if you don't want to. But I need to share this because I love this scene. So she's she meets up with him, and she basically tells him that um, that he should pick her instead of her sister. She he challenges her by putting his room key down, and the sister shows up. And this girl picks up the room key and they like walk off together to his room. Oh my gosh, the look on her sister's face. And also the fact that like she committed to this, but they get up to his room and he's basically using it like as an office. Um, I loved it. It was such a great scene. It was so, so good. I was like, oh yes. Cause it was such a, for a moment for her to like, take back her life especially compared to before how just whatever pushover she was so that was one of my favorites how about you i I love that one that one was so good one of the ones that i loved was the whole art forgery reveal Mm. so it turns out that evil stepmother is forcing her daughter to practice All right, you have to imagine my little air quotes there. Yeah. Painting all of these famous paintings when, in fact, she's using those paintings, selling them as the real deal. So they're all forgeries and pocketing the money and keeping the real paintings. And implicating her daughter. Yes. And implicating, if it ever comes out, that this is going to all fall back on her, which it does in the first timeline. On top of finding out that her husband is divorcing her for her sister and all this stuff, she also finds out that her mother, who she's always known that she's been kind of a horrible mother, but her mother, who she hoped to have a positive relationship with, is using her as a forgery mule. Yes. And now she's going to go to prison. That's like a totally new trope to me. Like, yeah, it was awesome. I've never seen that before. And, you know, for me, the there's like the manager, a sister, whatever the guy was, he had her like bring papers. Um, and yeah, you discover that those papers are going to incriminate her. But in the beginning, he's a very handsome man. And I was like, oh, maybe that because I didn't really look ahead. And I didn't even know who was in the show when I first started. Yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe she ends up with him. He's cute. And then I was he's like, a snake. oh my he's gosh. He's a total he's, snake. Yes, he's awful. Um, especially because, so it's all revealed in the middle of this auction. And the woman, the mother, calls him over. She's like, what should I do? And he whispers and basically tells her, 
have your daughter take the blame. Um, it was, yeah, that was a great scene though. And uh, like such a unique, like, thing to have happen because i've never seen that before well and in the follow-up in episode four she knows what her mother is doing so when she finds out where one of her fake paintings went to she fakes sneaks it back and gives it to her future in-laws saying oh i just dabble in copying other people's art so it's all out there in the world that she's just practicing and she hopes that they enjoy her humble work And then the mother is like, holy crap, and has to go and, like, get all the forgeries back and, like, make excuses and stuff. And she can no longer be out and about using her daughter's work. And it's brilliant. It's glorious. And I'm pretty sure they use, like, an offshore account to, like, reimburse. So I we don't know all the details of that yet. But I think it's still coming out. I think Eju's, you know, going to be behind that. But um, we'll see. Because that's, yeah. Um, okay, so another like scene that I really enjoyed was um, there was like this meeting with with her family and the in-laws. And during that meeting, um, we really kind of get to see all the different personalities and you get the um, Doguk's family really gets to see how awful her family is. And we kind of also get to see a glimpse of what the Duluk's sister is like. And then there's a scene where she's um, out shopping and she runs across the could have been in-laws from the, you know, from the first time zone, time zone, timeline. Um, And you really get to see, like, everyone kind of refers to her as being a little crazy, but you get to see that she's got a lot of humanity um, and that she's going to put people in their place. And I really, so I like her. And I think that those scenes really kind of show a little glimpses of that. So definitely enjoyed those. Um, And of course, there's some really couple themes that I really loved, like when uh, Doguk decides to like, let's make this real and proposes to her with um, with a flower that he like tied around her finger. And then he kisses her, but it's a lot of it is staged. She doesn't know that, but they're being photographed um, so that he can make sure that it becomes official. I super, super swoony kiss. Well, and I love that she tried to do it first and then the family is powerful enough. They had it all taken down. So he was smart and went like with online gossip columnists where the family can't get to him. And he's like, la di da di da, you're forced into it now because there's pictures of us smooching. <laughs> yes. And, the, you know, this is another reason why we say, like, it has, like, that old school vibe, but also has this modern feel to it. Because this Cause is very modern, right? Because like the, the couple are use. very aware of using what yeah. they have. Like, in past dramas, it all happens to them. In right. this drama, they're proactively making what they want happen. And so that's different than classic style dramas. For sure. So so another huge reveal, just out of nowhere, again, we you'll be going sweet moment, sweet moment, bam, evil reveal, the poisoning. Who was poisoning her? 
Oh, right. She has an aversion to eating anything that's not prepackaged because someone in her household was poisoning her and her mother claims it was the housekeeper and the housekeeper was fired hypothetically, but who knows? Because her family is insanely evil. Oh my gosh, you're right. Poisoning yeah. her. And then yeah. how swoony is it that he sets her up in an apartment with all unopened packaging and all the food. And anytime they're eating together, he tries he, all of her food first, first to show it's so that it's sweet. not poisoned. And it's like, wow, this is a keeper. Just yes. saying. Yeah, I agree. Just it was though it's those thoughtful touches, right? Like oh, so yeah. they are at this like fancy restaurant and she's like kind of playing with her soup and he asks her, like what you know what what kind of food do you actually eat and she said only prepackaged stuff so they leave the fancy restaurant and he gets her like um triangle kimbap and you know things that are prepackaged from a convenience store um it was so sweet so so adorable and yeah he's a keeper like i mm, yeah i just love because he is super cynical about like the dating game and all of that like you can feel it, but he also is like really wants. I think he really wants this. Um, he wants it to be real, which and, is why I think he had a crush on her before. Yeah, I wonder because otherwise, I think he'd be a lot more standoffish, and you know, oh, what's the the game she's playing? But... I think you're right. Yeah. He, hmm. All right, and I think the final huge one. What is going on with grandpa? Okay, that is crazy, right? Because grandpa, yes. she like can't get in touch with him in the first first scene, uh, the first uh, timeline. And we know that he, right before she dies, they hand the phone, they put the phone up to her ear. Oh, by the way, we haven't actually said her own mother and the stupid manager guy basically killed her because they yes. unplugged, they unplugged her life support. Her- life support and then mock her as she dies yes like this is like crazy how can you do that to your child like i insane anyway but they hold the phone up and you don't know what grandpa said until later and we find out that he basically um tells he tells her that you know you can't die basically um and for such a selfless reason because he doesn't want to go to hell until she forgives him. Yeah. So he obviously he must have done him. something pretty bad. Yeah. So, I mean, I, Drama Geek and I have our theories as well. So her theory originally was that, um, you know, the girl's not, and kind of, I have the same feeling, right? Not really um, your typical, just found in an orphanage, more like probably like a love child with the, with the dad and some, you know, with his first love or something like that. I think grandpa like killed the first love. I think he killed her mother somehow. Again, this isn't even a spoiler. This is just conjecture. But because he said um, in the in the first timeline, he didn't, he was like, you can't die until you forgive me. So in the second timeline, he won't talk to her. And so until finally, she forgives them. Yeah, yeah. So, so she remembers what he had said. And so she, she says, I forgive you. And he's like, you know everything and she's like yes i forgive you and the whole time she's like what am i supposed to know so there's my guess is there's maybe a dead 
brother, older brother of the previous owner, and somehow he had a love child, and this is the love child, and they adopted him after somehow accidentally killing the older brother. Oh, you guess. mean in this in this womb in the, the family, in the, in yeah, the family. So oh. she's the niece of her dad. That's my guess. Oh, We're gonna make that this complicated. Also is interesting, interesting. There's I, nothing I, to back it up, but I'm like thinking, what could be extra crazy? <laughs> well, and the truth is, it could be any of those things. We, whatever it is, this is not a normal relationship with an adoptive mother. No. Speaking as an adoptive mother, this is this is very offensive to me that that they would treat their child um so oh, differently and the fact that they leave her in a room with nothing there's a bed right. oh that's, and that's right. about it like no yeah. decor decor no anything none of her paintings like nada and she lives she in like me, a prison tomb brings me to the, the other swoony moment is that when she um when she goes to the apartment that her fiance now has set up for her he's decorated the space like so beautifully and has all of her you know um everything all that she the might need. pretty fancy knickknacks some yes. beautiful artwork a luxurious bathroom like he has put out the works and, and it's glorious in, in such a thoughtful way because he recognized that she didn't have those things that i think is what's making me swoon a bit about this couple is that it's not like Again, this is why it feels modern. In the, I'll say in the old days, um, you would have had like, I will give you the best of everything, right? And so he would, you know, give her a big, I could see a big, beautiful apartment that has everything. Yeah. But what was that? What about the difference here is that he was thoughtful and, and provided the things that she would appreciate or didn't have before in just such a like personalized way. So that's why it feels modern, but also like old school at the same time. Love it. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. I just want more new episodes to come out. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. Our thoughts on the first four episodes of this drama. I'm sure that we will um, talk about what our feelings are a little bit more in a couple of weeks when we do a, what we're watching. And uh, so you can, without spoilers or anything, it'll be just like a, uh, are we still loving it? You'll know then. But the, yeah, so that's what we're watching. I hope you enjoyed this extra random surprise podcast. There could Perfect. be more next month. You never know. Perfect yep. marriage revenge. I'm just going to say it again because sometimes yep. we mention it once and we don't always get back to it. So perfect marriage revenge. Definitely I'm kind of sad they don't stick with the title from the um web. When, yeah, the essence of a perfect whatever. marriage sounds much better. <laughs> it kind of does. Because this is kind is of just like, is. I mean, this is really like, yep, perfect marriage revenge. Yep, that's a pretty it's much like, what It's like is. you're playing that game where you get the little random words and you have to put them together. <laughs> <laughs> Feels that way. But it's all good. So... Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode. You can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, and our Patreon page. The links will be in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than talking.